Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. For a better breakfast, start with Cheerios, that energizing breakfast cereal made from oats. Good, old-fashioned, nourishing oats, all ready to eat. And now, Cheerios presents... The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure of The Mysterious Mr. Jones. Have you tried Cheerios for breakfast? It's really a treat. No other cereal quite like it for flavor, and no other cereal quite like it for nourishment either. Cheerios is a real bodybuilder, because it's made from the cereal grain favored by nature. Good, old-fashioned, nourishing oats. And oats, as everybody knows, is one of the very best of all the cereal grains for growth and energy. Try Cheerios for breakfast tomorrow morning. C-H-E-E-R-I-O-S. Cheerios. And now, the Green Hornet strikes again. A strike was in progress at the Empire Company. The disagreement was not a serious one. It was simply a matter of wage adjustments requested by a reputable union in good standing and refused by fair-minded factory owners. Picketing was peaceful, and both sides knew that after a period of strategic moves, an agreement would be reached. But neither employers nor employees had reckoned on the activities of the mysterious Mr. Jones. It was Mr. Jones who pulled the strings, and the strike exploded into a riot. I'll teach you. Wait, wait, don't kill me. Police! Police, hey, help! Hey, break it up, break it up there. Copper, huh? Well, I'll show no, you. Don't! Oh, thanks. Thanks, officer. He was going to kill me with that knife. Who is he? His name is York. Better take him in. He was going to kill me. Hey, I didn't see that. I slugged him for taking a pass at me. You want to sign a complaint against him, you'll have to come along, too. You bet I'll sign a complaint against him. This is Axman Collin from the Empire Company. I got a scoop for the Daily Sentinel. There's a regular riot out here. Give me the desk in a hurry. Uh, no, wait a minute. Let me talk to Britt Reed personally. This is one for him to handle. Good work, Axford. You stay right there on the job. I've already sent word for Lowry and Clicker Bunny to join you. Now, hang on. I'll have you switch to the rewrite desk. Switch this call to Reed right desk, and then buzz Gunnigan and tell him I want to see him right away. Mr. Reed? Oh, come in, Miss Case. Lowry and Clicker Vinny are on the way out to the Empire Company. You told them to meet Axford? Yes. What in the world happened out there? Well, it blew off the strike. Police have had to use tear gas. Several men had guns, three have been shot, one killed. I don't understand it. The Empire Company's had strikes before, but... Well, they've always been peaceful. Well, you'd understand, Miss Case, if you'd talk to Tom Wright. He's your friend of the Government Bureau? Yes, 
He's just learned of an organization made up of professional troublemakers. It's directed by a foreign power. Its purpose is to do everything possible to create unrest, stir up dissension, promote ill will between employer and employee, hamper recovery, hinder progress. Golly, Mr. Reed, what's the purpose of all these things? The purpose? The purpose is to hurt the United States. You think this organization promoted the riot at the Empire Company? I'd bet on it. How could they? They've worked it out to a fine science. Tom told me about an affair in Omaha. What was that? A few of these agitators got into a union at a factory. First, they tore down the morale of the men. Then they did things to antagonize the company. Then they did things to the men for which the company was blamed. In the end, there was ill will on both sides. I think we have the same situation right here. Harry, you wanted to see me? Yes, Gunnigan. The Sentinel's going to take a very definite point of view on that Empire trouble. Yeah? What side are we on? Neither side. We're not going to print anything to discredit either the Union or the Empire Company. Well, I got a flash a few minutes ago. The police have arrested a man named York. One of the pickets is bringing charges against him. He's being held for assault and battery with intent to kill. To kill a picket? Yeah, guy by the name of Rodney Franklin. He says York pulled a knife on him. Who's York? Well, that's the thing. Nobody knows. Nobody's ever heard of him. He's neither with the Empire Company or the Union. Well, maybe he's one of those professional agitators you mentioned, Mr. Reed. And he's to go on trial? He is, unless Franklin changes his mind and withdraws his charges. Well, if York goes on trial, he might be made to tell a few things. Maybe his trial will prove to be the break Tom Wright and the government are waiting for. Oh, Rod, I'm so glad. Did the Empire Company meet your terms? Well, after what happened yesterday, our secretary met with the company officials. They made a quick compromise so there wouldn't be any more people hurt in the picket line. And hey, look, I'm in tonight's Sentinel. Really? Yeah, see for yourself. (laughs) A reporter called on me at the plant to see if I was going through with my charges against York. Well, what did you tell him? Go ahead, read it. I told him plenty. (laughs) Rodney Franklin today expressed himself in no uncertain terms when asked by a Sentinel reporter whether, with the strike settled amicably, he planned to proceed. Franklin stated that he was acting on advice of both the company and union officials in refusing to withdraw charges against York. Two men listened intently in the rear room of a foreign restaurant while a lean-faced individual read from the Daily Sentinel. Unable to furnish bail, he thinks. The rest does not matter. York is a fool. Why did he let himself get captured? All along I have said we will be better without York. Bardo, you must not talk. But it makes me mad to think this York raised higher in the organization than we do. You, you, Derek, you should be in his position. Perhaps someday. Derek. You called us here because you had a letter from Mr. Jones. That is right, Hanson. A letter with orders. Who is Mr. Jones? You ask questions, Bardo. You know I cannot answer them. I do not know who is Mr. Jones any more than you. This York knows him. Your great high in our organization. What are the orders of Mr. Jones? We are to see that Franklin does not appear in court. Rodney Franklin is to have a fire. A fire? He's to be trapped, burned to death when his own home goes up in flames. From an overheated furnace. Hey, Alice. Oh, oh, 
Roger. Tommy's going to start ironing at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> you startled me. I thought you were in the other room reading the paper. I've got to iron a shirt so you'll have a clean one to go to court in the morning. I was sure glad to hear that the Empire Company hadn't double-crossed all you fellows and brought in hoodlums to attack your picket line. Oh, they wouldn't do a stunt like that. The Meridian hinted that that what? was the case. The Meridian? Alice, I've told you not to read that rabble-rousing newspaper. Rod the door. The Dickens is coming at this hour. Want me to go? I'll go. Might be another newspaper man looking for an interview. Be careful what you say. Yes? I'll step inside if you don't mind. I have something important to take up with you. Wait, who are you? Well, what is it? Just this. What? No, don't! No, no. Oh, yeah, got him. Come on in. Someone else in this house. Uh, it's his wife. Be ready for her. Close the door, Bado. Mm. Rod, there's something wrong? What's the matter? Why'd you cry out? I... Take oh. care of her. Right. <laughs> now catch her. Uh, put her on the floor near the door. Derek, are you sure these sandbags will leave no marks? No marks will show. Now you two go to the cellar. Start the fire as instructed. While I fix it here so it looked as if these two were unable to unlock the door. Britt Reed and several others of the Daily Sentinel were in court for York's preliminary hearing. The policeman who had made the arrest had seen a scuffle but could not swear that he had seen an attempted murder. The case against York was dismissed. Well, what do you think of it, Mr. Reed? Uh, it's just about what I expected, Miss Case. Oh, it's a shame to think of York walking out of this building a free man. Uh-oh, look who's coming. Ah, Darian Steele. Have you been reading his newspaper? The Meridian? That's the rottenest publication in town. He took the position that the Empire Company was responsible for the trouble on the picket line. In most countries, the Meridian would be suppressed. Did you see how Steele covered last night's fire? I saw. Well, if it isn't Brett Reed. Hello, Steele. And Miss Case. How do you do? York's a lucky man, huh? Lucky? Well, lucky that Franklin died last night. Otherwise, York might not be walking out here a free man. Your uh, meridian said Franklin's house burned down because of an overheated furnace. I believe that was the opinion of the inspector. Steele, you really believe that? Why not? Franklin's death was too convenient for York. Moreover, I can't believe that Franklin and his wife would be trapped by fire in a house. What's your theory, Reed? It looks to me like murder. Covered up by arson. You think York has friends who would go that far to keep him out of jail? <laughs> I can't go along with that, Reed. But then you have a right to your opinion. I'll see you again. Good day. Goodbye. Deal. Name rhymes with heel. Oh, how I despise that man. Mr. Reed, I'll bet you're right. And I wish I... Go ahead, Miss Case. Express your wish. No, he was wishing that I were the Green Hornet. If... If you were the Hornet, what would you do? 
I, I don't know, Mr. Reed, but I'd do something to prove that there's been a double murder to get York out of jail. I wonder if the Green Hornet is aware of this situation. Perhaps he is, Miss Case. Perhaps he is. We'll continue our story in just a moment. Wow, what an athlete. He just set a new school record for the 220-yard dash. He's feeling his Cheerios. Yes, Cheerios, that energizing breakfast cereal made from oats. Good, old-fashioned, nourishing oats, all ready to eat. It's a real bodybuilder. You bet it is. Cheerios gives you a kind of nourishment that really counts. Cheerios gives you a kind of nourishment that really helps to build up strength and energy and endurance. Know why? It's because Cheerios is made from the richest of all cereal grains in that important growth-promoting and energy-releasing vitamin B1. Yes, the richest of all. Good, old-fashioned, nourishing oats. Cheerios is so outstandingly nutritious that it provides whole-grain oat amounts of important vitamin B1 and whole-grain amounts of all the other known important vitamins and minerals of oats. And besides, it tastes wonderful. Yep, it's hard to believe that a cereal can be so good for you and taste so good, too. But that's Cheerios. You see, it's made from oats into crisp, delicious, ready-to-eat form. It's an oat cereal that needs no cooking. You just pour it right out of the package. Pour it out, top it with some kind of fruit, like, say, sliced bananas, and plenty of good, rich milk or cream, and believe me, you're ready for a feast. Just wait till you wrap your tongue around a spoonful of Cheerios. Then you'll see what I mean. That marvelous, fresh, toasted oat flavor. Mmm, it's terrific. And say... Don't forget that Cheerios is mighty good to see, too. It's the only cereal shaped like tiny, crisp, golden brown little donuts. Try Cheerios for your breakfast tomorrow morning and every morning. Then you'll understand why people all over the country are saying, He's feeling his Cheerios! Now, to continue our story. The days following the fire that had taken the lives of Rodney Franklin and his wife were restless days for Britt Reed. Each morning when he came to the office and greeted Lenore Case, he fancied a vague reproach in his secretary's manner. Her words, when York was released for lack of evidence, rang in his ears. I was a green hornet. I'd do something to prove that there's been a double murder to get York out of jail. The young publisher wondered if Miss Case knew that he was the green hornet. Had her statement been a casual one, or had she pointed it for Britt Reed's benefit? It was a week after the fire when Michael Axford came into the office in late afternoon. Well, you needn't take it out on the door. What's the big piece? It's the final verdict on that Franklin fire. Oh, that. Yeah, that. Experts went over the house, what was left of it, and found nothing to indicate foul play. Overheated furnace, they call it. Overheated furnace. By golly, Casey, I'm telling you, they were murdered. So Franklin couldn't testify against York. Oh, Michael, isn't there some way to prove it? I wish there was. But I've been beating me brains out for the past week trying to think of an angle without getting nowhere. Is reading? Yes, but he's talking to Police Commissioner Higgins. Oh, then I hadn't better be disturbing him. Uh, well, just a minute. He's calling on the intercom. Yes, Mr. Reed? Miss Case, will you please call my apartment and tell Cato I'll be home for dinner half an hour earlier than usual? Yes, sir. 
so he's having dinner earlier than usual. Hmm. He must have a date or something for tonight. Brett Reed finished his dinner in a hurry, then called Cato to his bedroom. The faithful Filipino valet was his trusted ally when he assumed the role of the Green Hornet. Cato, at last I've learned a few things about York. Oh, that's good. That isn't much. I have only a few cards, but I'm going to play them to the limit. Oh, Mr. Britt, you will not see a message there on dresser. Message? Oh, sure enough. A telegram come today from California. Oh, it's from Dad. Listen to this. He says, have followed York arrest and dismissal. Also, death of witness and wife. What's the matter, son? Are you slipping? <laughs> right to the point, eh, Cato? Oh, yes, sir. Dad's wondering why the Hornet hasn't made a move. So is Lenore Case. Well, Cato, we're going to move tonight. I hope we can justify the confidence Dad and Lenore have in the Green Hornet. Come along. Brett Reed drove with Cato at his side, guiding the black beauty through the dark side streets. York has been followed by detectives ever since he walked out of the courtroom last week. He has? Yes. Commissioner Higgins gave me the report on him. He's been meeting three men every day in a small foreign restaurant. I think those three are members of the organization. Well, you know names? One of them is named Derek. Higgins checked his background. He's been involved in several labor disputes. We call on him? No, Cato. We're going to York's home. But, Mr. Britt, if police watch York, they see us and Black Beauty. Well, the detectives aren't following York any longer, Cato. Commissioner Higgins withdrew the shadows at my request. What we do with York? Cato, you remember that little hotel we visited last summer in that fishing colony at Wildwood? Oh, yes, Mr. Britt. That summer colony. It all closed up now. Well, we're going there, Cato. We're going to take York to that hotel. Though York's home was dark, the Green Hornet rang the doorbell until he was sure the house was empty. Then, he drew special keys from his pocket and tried them until he found one that turned the lock. I'll wait inside until he comes. You, kid, will wait down the street in the Black Beauty. When you see our man come home, bring the car up and wait in front of the house. His hat pulled low, his topcoat buttoned high, and a mask concealing his face. The Green Hornet waited patiently in darkness while the hours ticked by in York's home. On the stroke of half past eleven, he heard the door unlock, heard it open and close, and an instant later, the click of a switch controlling the lights. Glad to get home. Turn slowly. What the... Mask. A green hornet. What do you want here? How did you get in? Stand still. I'm going to make sure you have no weapons. What's the meaning of this? Save your questions. You're going for a ride.
except for a few year-round homes, the buildings in the summer colony called Wildwood were boarded up for the winter. But Britt Reed knew the community and the small hotel. He opened the rear door of the closed hotel and ordered York into the lounge while Cato found a way to open the garage and put the black beauty out of sight. Working by flashlight, Britt tied York to a chair, then built a fire in the fireplace. The window's boarded up. We needn't worry about anyone seeing the firelight. If anyone happened to be around... What are you going to do? York, I want information. I know about Derek. I want the name of the man on top, the one who gives you orders. Also the names of the men who set fire to Franklin's house. I want the full and complete story of your racket. How much you have paid and by whom. I... I can tell you nothing. Afraid, huh? Afraid of what'll happen to you if you squeal. Well, let me tell you something, York. Before I picked you up, I made arrangements for tomorrow's edition of the Daily Sentinel to report that you've told all you know about your gang of agitators. I don't believe you. Whether you squeal or not makes no difference. Derek and the others will think you've talked and they'll deal with you accordingly. Your only hope is to tell me everything and trust me to save your neck. I'll tell you nothing. I think you're bluffing and I'll call your bluff. Suit yourself. You'll learn differently when your gang shows up to rub you out. What? Meanwhile, you're going to sleep. Sleep? Wait. Don't shoot me. Put that gun away. It's just gas, York. It'll be daylight when you open your eyes. No, don't. The next morning, when Derek went into his favorite restaurant, he found Hanson and Bardo waiting for him, and with them a stranger whose weather-beaten face told of an outdoor existence. Derek, Derek, this man brought a message. What is so exciting about it? Here, read it. I have been captured by the Green Hornet. I'm being held prisoner in Wildwood Hotel. Come and get, come and get me, signed York. You brought this? Yes. See, Mister, I live in Wildwood all year round. Spend my winter fishing through the ice. Well, this morning, as I passed the hotel, I saw that one of the shutters was open. The man's inside, tapping on the window. I can't uh, see much of him because it's dark inside. But he opens the window just enough to shove an envelope out. Inside is this note to you and a $20 bill. Uh, on the envelope, he says, you'll give me another 20 when you get the note. You get it. Come on, we get our guns in the car at once. Then we'll find out why the Green Hornet captured York. The morning was well advanced when York wakened to find himself untied. One of the shutters had been opened, and the window of the hotel lounge looked out on the road leading to the city. Then York saw the Green Hornet standing beside him. Hey, you've had quite a nap, York. What time is it? The warning papers have been on the street for some time. Your pals will be arriving any minute. Papers? Pals? Did you forget what I told you last night? You're in a bad spot. I'll have to leave you. I don't care to be around during a killing. Now, look. Look here. I've untied your hands so you can do something to defend yourself. Sorry, I can't trust you with a weapon. You might be able to get away from here before they come. I still think you're bluffing. How'd my friends know where I am? Look out the window. What? That car just stopped. Hanson. 
Bardo, Derek, you weren't bluffing. You did send word that I'd squeal. I've got to be going. Wait, wait, take me with you. You rejected your chance to get on my side. But listen. If you'd given me the information I wanted, I'd have taken care of your pals. You can save me. Take me away from here. Sorry. They'll kill me. They won't believe anything I tell them. If they were in jail, they wouldn't be able to get you. I don't want to die. I'll give you one more chance to talk. Who killed Franklin and his wife? Those three. Derek, Bardo, and Hanson. Who gave them orders? Don't ask Answer me. Who's the man on top? The publisher of the Meridian, Darian Steele. Can you prove it? I, I could if I could get into his home. He has records and files there. He's in constant touch with a foreign power. That's where the money comes from. That's all I want to know. Goodbye, York. Wait, wait. You promised to take me. I promised that your pals wouldn't hurt you. Cato had been waiting at the wheel of the Black Beauty with the garage doors open. The heavy machine shot forward to meet Britt Reed as Derek and the others opened fire at the masked man. All right, Cato, let her go. We have the information we came to get. I have to call the police commissioner. Kill you? What are you talking about, York? We did not come here to kill you. We came to get the hornet because of the note you sent us. No, sir. I sent no note. You, what? You did not send this? Derek. Derek, tell me one thing. Was there anything about me in the morning paper? No, why should there be? He tricked me. He made me tell him. If you did not send this note, who did? The Green Hornet. Yes, Higgins, you'll have to act fast. Get a warrant and get after Darian Steele. And if you find anything that'll interest the federal government, call Tom Wright. Oh, Mr. Reed. You're late. Yes, Miss Case. I had a few things to do this morning. Reed, Supreme Snakes is glad I am you're here. Holy crow, there's news busting out all over the place. It all came when the cops got an anonymous... Uh, an anonymous... <laughs> Michael means anonymous. Yeah, a tip. A tip about what, Axford? Darian Steele. They got the goods on him when they searched his apartment. He was in cahoots with a pack of foreigners to make trouble. Darian Steele was a guy that was known as the mysterious Mr. Jones. New York worked for him, Mr. Reed. So did all the others who stirred up the trouble at the Empire factory. The cops have got Steele. And he's named the ones that killed Franklin and his wife. Hey, Axford, I just got a call from... Oh, hello, boss. Yes, Gunnigan, go ahead. The highway patrol picked up York and three other members of the steel outfit. They're falling all over themselves. They blamed the Green Hornet for their capture. The Green Hornet? Suffering snake. Stay on that story, Gunnigan, and play it for all it's worth. Right. Come on, Axford, I got an assignment for you. See you later, Reed. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you got back, Mr. Reed. Where did you say you spent the morning? I, um, I didn't say... The Green Haunted is responsible for what happened. He must have had a busy morning. Yes, Miss Case. He must have had. I was certain he'd do something about York. Weren't you? Just as certain as if I'd done it myself.
Now, here's something important to tell your mom about Cheerios. She's probably trying to save money on food. So tell her that Cheerios is one of the most economical foods you can buy when you consider how much wonderful nourishment it provides. Tell mom that for a nourishing breakfast, an appetizing, good-to-eat breakfast, and for an economical breakfast, you just can't beat Cheerios. Have her put Cheerios on her shopping list for tomorrow. C-H-E-E-R-I-O-S. Cheerios. You've been listening to The Green Hornet, brought to you by Cheerios, the breakfast cereal that's made from good, old-fashioned, nourishing oats, all ready to eat. Be with us again next week at the same time when General Mills will again present The Green Hornet. This copyrighted feature originates in Detroit, and all characters, places, and incidents used are fictitious. Al Neal speaking. Tomorrow night at the same time over most of these same stations, listen to another thrilling adventure of the masked rider of the plains and his Indian companion Tonto when the Lone Ranger rides again. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.